Harrison, what would happen if someone came to your door and said, you're royalty, you've always been royalty, and now you have a country you need to run? What would you do? Immediately quarantine it. (laughs) And we are back. It has been a long time since we recorded an episode of Rewind and Reconsider, uh, at least a couple months, I believe, uh, but we are back. We are trapped in our apartment currently due to practicing social distancing, and we decided that we couldn't talk to each other anymore off air. It was getting too real, and we just decided to record a podcast about movies, so that's where we're at. Um, Mia... Also, welcome back to Rewind and Reconsider. As you could tell, it's been a while since we did this. Mia, what movie are we going to be watching today and tearing apart for the people to help them during a time when they probably have a lot of time to binge a lot of movies and podcasts? Uh, We are watching a 2001 Disney classic called The Princess Diaries. And fun fact, I was not named after the main character, Mia. I am... Way too old, but it's Yeah, fine. I was going to say, you just said it came out in 2001. Yeah. Right, and we're going with the word classic. You're setting the bar this high. Yeah, it's a pretty classic movie, I think. I mean, it's not that much of a classic that you haven't seen it. Yeah, well, I literally haven't seen it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm aware of the premise, but I haven't seen it. What do you remember about this movie, and why do you think that you liked it so much when you were a kid? Um. Well, first, her name was Mia, and... That's it? It was that easy? No, not a lot of characters in movies that I watched were named Mia. Even though her... I think her name's not Aren't you named after a movie character? Yeah, but I can't... I'm seven years old. I can't watch Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Um, So I remember Julie Andrews was in it. And she comes in and tells uh, this girl with really frizzy hair and bushy eyebrows. And I was like, wow, that's me. Because... That was me when I was little. <laughs> oh, she plays M in Bond, right? Who? Julie Andrews. No, that's Judy Dench. Oh, same thing. No, it's um, not. <laughs> I I do not remember this movie because I did not see it. What did you like about it when you were a kid? Mm, I liked I remember having a good laugh at it. It was pretty funny and I liked, you know, there's a classic makeover scene that every girl loves to watch in every movie, I feel like. Um I don't know. I think that that's actually uh, enforcing patriarchal standards, so I'm not a fan of this already. We'll see, but I do remember the soundtrack being pretty, pretty good, pretty good. And then um, it's Anne Hathaway, and I believe it's her first role. Do you think it's going to hold up? Uh, Maybe some parts will be a little bit problematic, but I think the story will hold up. I think it's a pretty simple story that everyone pretty much can enjoy. Do you think it's going to hold up? Uh, no, but that's because you have, like, literally yet to steer us towards a childhood movie of yours that I liked. Other than, I think Monster House I liked, but I'm trying to, I'm struggling to remember any others that you have, like, brought us towards that I actually did end up enjoying. Um, fun fact, I think this is the first movie with Anne Hathaway in it that I have seen other than The Dark Knight Returns, or Dark Knight Rises. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've, I was, like, thinking about it right now. I don't think I've literally... Like, I know she's famous, but I don't think that I've ever seen her in anything else. All right, well, we'll, we'll get a full Anne Hathaway in your face. All uh, right. And fade away. <laughs> what? I don't know. Is that a basketball term? I mean, yes, but it had nothing to do with it. All right, we're going to go watch the movie, and we'll be right back. 
Okay, and we're back. We just watched Princess Diaries, and um, since we haven't done the show in a while, we completely forgot that we also do a 60-second summary, but it's okay. We're putting Harrison on the spot right now. Um, hopefully, he can get it under 60 seconds or at exactly 60 seconds. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, and go. Okay, so there's this girl, and she rides an electric scooter to school and, like, lives in a abandoned firehouse so she can, like, like ride the fire pole down from her room. Um, and then it turns out Julie Andrews is her grandma, and Julie Andrews is the queen of a nation that is, I'm being told, not Britain. Um, and then she basically is like, hey, you're ugly and frumpy, and we have to turn you into a beautiful princess, and, like, what's outside is all that matters. And then all of a sudden she, like, goes to her school, and she gets outed as a princess, she starts to learn some life lessons by, you know, trying to make out with this guy that she was really into. But it turns like out he's a jerk that tries to give her a foot massage. And these other girls try to expose her nude in the changing room. Um, and then she, everyone learns a lesson about, like, that what's on the inside is all that matters. Okay. Yeah, that was under 60 seconds. You, um, you focused on really weird aspects of this movie and details. I don't know why you do that. <laughs> Um, oh, in the end, she becomes the princess. Oh, yeah, there you Still go. made it under 60 <laughs> seconds. Boom! <laughs> Harrison's gotten really competitive during the quarantine because there is no NBA and he has nothing to watch, so. Yeah, I actually, like, I trash-talked my neighbor because I walked our toilet paper up the stairs faster than him today, so. <laughs> Dark place. Did you like the movie? Yeah, I enjoyed it. No, you didn't. No, I actually did. You made fun of this movie the entire time we watched it. Yeah, but I it. make fun of every movie that we watch the entire time we watch it. You did actually like it. I'm yeah. surprised. Please tell me why you liked it. I number one, I thought Anne Hathaway was really great in this movie. Like I did. It's a her lot first of the, role. It is her first role. A lot of the time, okay, I feel like my trivia. No, I'm listening. But, wow, interesting. <laughs> you can just cut that in there. Sorry, I'll do it again. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, so I, I thought she was, despite it being her first role, or maybe this makes it more impressive, I thought that she was, like, really natural in a lot of the scenes that she was in. Like, I feel like a lot of the time these child care I mean, she's, like, a teenager, but, like, these teenager, child, whatever characters are, like, they're usually written, like, way overly precocious, like, in a way that nobody actually talks or acts like. And there was a little bit of that, but for the most part, I felt like she was a pretty realistic like kids she was angry about realistic things that she should have been angry about and like you know ended up I think gaining some perspective and you watch her grow during the movie um and I felt like her like her banter actually made me laugh like I felt like it was actually clever versus I, most of the time like kids funny lines like unless they're in an adult movie are not that funny mm -hmm. and I thought that the interplay between her and Julie Andrews was like really really funny uh just the kind of fish out of water dynamic there like when they're in like kind of each other situations and i thought that they like they played it very well they clearly had like a natural chemistry yeah um i feel like both of them kind of grew in the movie like she kind of got a little bit more mature and then julie andrews kind of learned how to let go a little bit yeah it wasn't one of those movies where it was either or where it was like okay the kid is a hundred percent right or the adult like they kind of had to learn to meet in the middle and like truly accept each other's worlds versus the plot basically being like oh how is this person gonna adapt to this new kind of world or environment that they're thrown into yeah and like I, you know and i feel like some movies 
kind of do that and they become that struggle where it's like okay these people that they're trying to fit in with like that's the right way to be and they have to learn to be like that whereas this was like okay she has to learn to grow and like fit in in different environments and things which is something that we all kind of have to do when we're kids yeah like, but she she like I like but she still maintains herself exactly exactly she doesn't she gets a little bit more mature but she's still kind of like and it, i don't know sometimes i don't really like this in some characters where they're like, oh, she's the clumsy one. But, like, it, she made it work. I mean, there were some moments where it was a little too much, but she seemed like a realistic teenager. You know, and her and her friend, uh, Lily, the one that yells at her. Did not like her friend yeah, at did all. did not like her friend. I felt like that was the one part of the movie that was really contrived, where, like, they just basically wrote Lily's emotions to be, if that was her name, I actually did not remember. Yeah, I was just going to say Lily. her friend. Um she, uh, they wrote her emotions, I felt like, just for whatever the scene needed or to, like, artificially create conflict in most parts. Like, when she was angry about her skipping out on the TV show, like, that was a realistic, you know, complaint, uh, I think from a friend or whatever. But I mean, some of the they, other they stuff, got kind of like, over it, too, but... Yeah, some of the other stuff where she was just going back and forth on, like, whether or not she was angry or happy about her being a princess. I guess realistic teenage mood swings, maybe, if you want to be charitable. But, I don't know. I felt like that was a little bit contrived. And that she wasn't that good of an actress. So, this yeah. has been Harrison makes fun of a teenager. <laughs> oh, she's not a teenager now, so I think I'm allowed to. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually very surprised that this is Anne Hathaway's first movie. She did a pretty good job acting-wise. Um, what doesn't really work anymore i think is the fact that she had to get a makeover to look pretty and she couldn't just be herself that's a little yeah they kind of they kind of half-ass this whole message about like being yourself a but little bit in this look, aspect look good about it yeah because the whole like the whole conflict at the beginning of the movie is like her grandma basically comes in and essentially in a lot more words than this is like yeah you're ugly mm -hmm. um and they basically, like, not only, like, you told me they that they had to give her fake eyebrows for this movie to, like, make her look more plain. And then, like, basically they're like, okay, well, we straightened her hair and we plucked her eyebrows and now she's a supermodel. And, yeah, like, this like is... oh, underneath all that. It's like, okay, you, it's Anne Hathaway. Like, I don't, I don't feel like you can make her look ugly. The message is, like, you can fix yourself, basically. Yeah. And, like, your appearance. And they kind of try to go back on that at the end of the movie. They're like, maybe you don't have to look pretty and proper all the time and da da but it still felt like they were making a value judgment on this character and like that a lot of the other characters were the same and in some cases I think that that felt legitimate for the story and that they were trying to tell like in the case of her crush starting to be interested in her That's, um, yeah, that mean, was like that was like okay like this guy's fake and she's gonna learn a lesson about that but in the case of like her friend's brother that like you know he, you could kind of tell he was into her before she did the whole makeover thing maybe because, he was all like oh she's not hot but now that she's hot it's so socially acceptable for me to go after her now I don't know if I didn't know if I took had that type away but like it was he you know he offered to work on her car before the makeover and stuff so it was clear like he was interested in her and like his boss kind of gave him a hard time about it but like he's constantly all of a sudden once she gets the makeover he's constantly telling her she's attractive he's like inviting her to hang out yeah places. Where, where was this before she got the makeover yeah and then when they have their first kiss at the end of the movie she's like you saw me when i was invisible it's like oh uh, not kinda, really. I don't kinda know. maybe maybe a little Sort of. Definitely wasn't into your personality. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I guess if we're great. No, I mean, I don't know. Like, it was kind of weird. I yeah. felt like that. I felt like you, if you would have taken out the love story, I think this movie would have been 
fine. I think you it could have done without the love story, but again, because it's a Disney movie and they want like yeah, the the moments where the movie felt like it didn't work was when the teen characters were interacting with each other for the most part. Outside of like, you know, like y- there's always like the bitchy like, you know, school bully and there's like which the the crush by, that was fake and played by Mandy Moore, yeah. which I would have never expected Mandy Moore to be a bitchy character. I'm convinced she took this role just to get the singing scene. She is a singer though. Yeah. But it's funny because she was in the Princess Diaries and then she was entangled. So she's a bona fide Disney princess. Well, and wasn't she, um, didn't she play the president's daughter in some movie? Am I mixing this up? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I, but my the point that I was trying to make was like, I felt like the teen interplay outside of those very broad strokes that are in every teen movie where they have to learn that like the popular girl sucks and the like, and that their school crush actually is a shallow jerk and like all that stuff. Like it was entertaining enough, but for the most part, the teen character interactions, I didn't feel like were all that interesting or realistic. Like I felt like the strengths of the movie was Mia interacting with with her grandma, with her mom, with uh, okay, wait, her mom, with her let's super talk- spy bodyguard. <laughs> let's get on her mom because I felt like the mom's care. I used to think she was like a really cool mom. I was like, dang, that's a cool mom. She gets to live in a firehouse. No, she kind of sucks. Kinda, she kind of sucks. She's kind of a dick. She doesn't tell her daughter for like in her entire life. She said fifteen years that she's not a princess. She's just like, oh, I thought it would be best for you, like. I kind of get that perspective. As a parent, like, you don't want your kid to be grow up spoiled, so, like... Yeah, but still. And then she was like, oh, we were going to tell you when you were 18. Like, and then I don't understand why the grandma decides to come now. Because her dad died. Two months ago. Yes. It takes time. Oh. If she wasn't there, like, the day after? No. And, like, she wasn't even... Her- she was probably grieving. Well, the thing is, is that... Like, also, that one line that her, sorry, as an aside, her, that one line, her friend's like, aren't you over your dad's death? And she's like. It's been two months. It's been two months. Like, what? <laughs> well, no. Is this girl she, a sociopath? She never met her dad. Still. Still. <laughs> Anyways. She's like, can't you just get over that and like come hang out with me and do my cable show? Okay. Well, the name of her cable show was kind of cool. I don't remember what it was. It was Shut Up and Listen. I feel like they plagiarized that from somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, so her mom, she is like this eccentric painter. And that's why her her grandmother never approved. And her, her dad ran away with her. And then they divorced. And then I don't know what happened to the dad afterwards. Anyways, um, there's a scene. Well, he was killed in a coup by this baron guy. No, I don't think that's what happened. I, uh, uh, they strongly <laughs> hint at it. I don't know. Anyways, um, the part where she's like saying, like uh, Mia's complaining. She's like, I don't know. What kind of mom comes out of goes into a parent teacher conference and comes out with a date? Her mom starts dating. That was such a random sub. I feel like there was a deleted scene of the parent teacher conference because all of a sudden, like, her mom just comes back from this thing that I don't think they mentioned before. No, they didn't. And then, like, the mom comes back and she's like, oh, by the way, like, I'm basically dating your teacher now and he's a gentleman and he doesn't have a hairpiece or piercings and that's really weird. Or that's, like, really really rare. rare. Who's she hanging out with? She's like, I haven't met a gentleman in a long time. It's like, okay, like, how real are we getting with your teenage daughter And she made a point. She's all like, if you date my teacher, I'm, like, basically a target for my classmates now. And she's like, I know, honey, but it's been a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Let's be real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the mom was not. The horny artist mom. Exactly. Mm, She's kind of weird. 
But yeah, overall, I think this movie was genuinely funny. It had some really good moments. It was just like these random cutaway moments that didn't really have to do with anything with the movie, but it's still funny. Like the whole point where she like runs on the grass and like this huge like like intercom. Yells yeah, all the <laughs> I felt like weird. most of the random humor kind of worked. Yeah. Like it was a very also the. It was a very gentrified movie. Oh my like, god. Like, she rides it. an electric scooter to work, or to school. Yeah, because they're and... in San Francisco. They have hills. She can't ride a bike. Her oh my thighs god. would be huge. I, okay, somebody, maybe somebody that listens to this podcast can correct me. I don't think that children in the early 2000s were being given electric scooters to ride this, to school. This was the, the catalyst for, like, Bird and Lime and uh, Uber, Uber, whatever the hell the scooters are called for Uber. Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, the whole thing of, like... Because it's a Disney movie, they had to make sure to mention multiple times that this was a child that was had when the two were married and that they got a divorce and moved and moved apart. Like after that, because you know, in the two thousands, you couldn't have a child born out of wedlock in oh, a Disney God movie. Forbid. I feel like the plot of this movie would have been a lot more simple if they had just like like the backstory of it. If it was just like okay, it was an unintended pregnancy. Like it wasn't like a hard feelings thing, but they just went their separate ways. And yeah, to be like to divorce the mom and. To- never see her again because she mentions in the movie that she's like oh my dad would send me like cards for my birthday and they were really nice but that's only the only contact i had with him why because he's yeah a country that's i, I guess, guess because they were trying to keep her a secret so weird. because the whole reason they didn't get married was because her, her mom didn't want to do the whole royal thing and no, they her, did get married remember she got divorced. There, yeah but they didn't like they didn't stay married was her mom oh. didn't want to do the whole royal thing and so that i guess does kind of play into like the struggle of like does mia want to be a royal princess and queen and whatever i do i guess you do yeah <laughs> um sorry yeah i know unless you have some relatives we don't know about i don't know we'll see um no, we're just stuck quarantining in an apartment yeah um <laughs> yeah but like i i think i don't know like I, I i really like the movie overall um i'm really surprised yeah i'm very surprised it was a very girly movie right yeah was it? but you enjoyed it yeah, I don't know. I feel like the themes of this movie kind of are aren't aren't really specifically gendered. I mean, maybe I some not. of the like maybe some of the like oh you have to look better and like posture more and whatever yeah. like that specifically is. But I don't know. I just felt like I felt like it was funny. I yeah, thought that no, the it was especially funny. the like Julie Andrews did an incredible job in this movie of like a lot of the time I feel like people in comedies that like play the straight man. Yeah, in this case, the straight woman. Um, but like person. she just very much was willing to be laughed at and like really went all out for it yeah. and was like doing doing a very very subtle parody of the British royals mm-hmm. and I just really like enjoyed the way that they approach she approached the character like the way that they wrote her dialogue I thought was like really good I thought the writing in this movie which you don't often see in kids movies was really really well done yeah it's, Even it's like the random cute. side character that was like a TV plot okay. writer or whatever. I actually liked him. He was, was yeah. He just felt Mr. like Mr. Robitussin. Yeah, it just felt like a weird random person that you'd meet in San Francisco. Like, exactly. Yeah. I don't or the know. or the uh, vice principal. Yeah, the, Sandra O oh deserves like a lot of credit for like really killing it in this cameo role. Of I, the love, vice pr- I love the part where she's giving. Uh, so the queen comes to the school because someone leaks that um, Mia is a princess and where she's going to school anyway so the the queen's coming in there and you see her the vice principal like giving her a cup of tea and it's like in like nice porcelain she's like i'm so sorry we don't have like really nice tea but this is the best we can do and then she goes nice porcelain it's like a school mug that's what made it funny like she like put it on a plate (laughs) and 
then she went to the Is mom. Like best teacher or something. <laughs> and she went to the mom. And, and she basically just like cup. throws a styrofoam <laughs> cup in her face. She's like, here you go. She's like, just drink this. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And then like her just not caring at all about um like about the bully getting like ice cream thrown on her at the end. I mean, she's the vice principal. She's not the actual principal. So. Oh, was she the vice principal? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this movie honestly still holds up. There's a little, there's some parts, oh, what? Yeah, I mean, this movie is a very early 2000s movie, and they made fun of things that you would not get to make fun of in a kid's movie today. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. Like what? Like, and that probably should, that should not have been made fun of then, but I'm just saying it was more accepted. Are you talking about the bulimic thing? They, yes, they made a bulimia joke about Mia because she had an anxiety attack and almost threw up. Uh And the bullies made a joke about her, like, being, what did they call her? She's a, like, what did they say? Like, oh, you're gonna do a speech at the bulimia convention so you can throw up on stage or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, and I was like, whoa, all right, I didn't realize they were allowed to joke about this in, like, Disney movies. What was the other one? Um, and then the other one was the queen made some, or no, it was the security guy made some joke about, like, uh, about San Francisco having, like, a lot of, like, people who may cross-dress or gay people or whatever. I'm not really, you know, like, he just, like, he bought, he for Mia and he's like a very strange city you have here the clerk asked if I wanted to wear them out <laughs> okay but that was kind of funny yeah I, I, I don't, and, I, and uh, speaking of the security guard character I, I liked him yeah he was great I, I don't know him. that actor's name but I, I enjoyed great. him I thought that he like he struck the right tone between being like the fatherly figure or whatever but he was also like funny kind of fish out of water in his own way yeah um, but he like went with the flow the love subplot between him and the queen is very strange when uh, it's you start okay to... you know what Julie no 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 no, no, no. okay she can still get it there so. I have a dark conspiracy theory about this movie oh, can I get God. really woke for a second go for it so the queen's husband is dead we don't know how Okay. Um, he is, he's just gone. Uh-huh. He's, he's dead. All right. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the prince dies in a car accident. Uh-huh. The security guy, still employed, mm-hmm. dating the queen. Well, that's true. And you he know, wears a leather jacket Wears a leather time. jacket and sunglasses and everywhere an he is. He has an earring. Yes. And he's bald. Constantly has an earpiece, but never uses it. <laughs> um... You know, I just think that there is a there is a world where you can interpret this movie as being the story of a coup where they're taking in a willing simpleton uh, who they think that they can control since they can't legally own the throne. They're basically, you know, she's the like, puppet. Yeah, she's the puppet ruler. She's like the mouthpiece. They're taking someone. They're like they're like. Well, we could try and do you know whatever, but what, instead, let's just have this idiot you know fall person who's like a, doesn't know anything about politics or whatever that we can throw in there. And if I just act like a good old grandma, like she's gonna live. Like where were you for the first fifteen years of her life? Right. Right? I mean... I'm just saying. Oh, man. Now I can't watch this movie the same again. Yeah. There are some dark interpretations that you could take from this movie. Um, anyways, wrapping everything up. Uh, so this movie still pretty much holds up. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You ready to watch the second one? Um. All right, Harrison. Why don't you tell us what the next movie's going to be? White men can't jump. They can't? No. Especially not me. But also, that's the title <laughs> of the movie that we're going to watch. Okay. All right. I like this. Uh, are we going with an NBA theme? Well, I mean, there is no basketball, and to be honest, I was watching our neighbors play pickup for like five minutes outside today, so I think I'm just kind of jonesing for a fix, so let's let's watch some white men can't jump. All right, sounds good. And learn that actually, in some cases, they can. 
All right, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify, and that's it, I think, and Twitter, and not Instagram. If you're listening to this niche of a podcast, you know where to find us. <laughs> Apple, Spotify, come on. Those are the only two anyone uses. We all know it. At least, or like Podcast Addict is a great app for Android, but that uses the iTunes search engine. Also, it's Apple Podcasts now. But anyway, all right. we'll see you all later. Bye.